Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Do you have a favorite psychic or medium that helps you to predict bad things that might happen? Or do you read horoscopes to make sure that you don't get stopped by some juju that's happening out there in the world? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but as a high conscious person, this will actually block your further enlightenment. Your mind will never go quiet if you're seeking the counsel who's going to give you a survival-based message or advice that assumes some kind of negative future. In fact, you're not going to be able to thrive, which is what enlightenment is, if you're focused on survival-based messages. So today, I want to help you to get free from some of the dogma that stops you from entering into that enlightened state. As the great Yogi Berra said, predictions are hard to make especially about the future. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. Now, over the years, I have personally seen many, many, many psychics. I've had many readings from amazing, dazzling, talented people. People just blow your mind, the stuff that comes out of their mouth and what they're able to see. Incredible. And then to make things more interesting for me, you know, I started to discover uh, that I had my own like special brand of, you know, quote unquote, psychic abilities. When my mind went quiet, it became really, really clear that I was able to sort of see things or, or experience things that other people weren't experiencing. And for the first 40 years of my life, I saw these people and I saw this, uh, these abilities as valuable, as guides, as helpers. Uh, but then it happened. You know, my mind went completely quiet. And, and when that happens, you know, you're dazzled by more information than you could possibly imagine. I mean, the, the whole of the universe literally comes into focus. Everything started to make sense when my mind went quiet. I mean, nothing, nothing felt like a mystery. And it's not like I knew anything more, okay? It's, it's not like I be, suddenly became smarter. That's not what it was. But there was, a, there was this profound trust. There was a knowing, like I had x-ray vision. I could just see right through things. Now, at the time, I was an avid muscle tester. I still am today, but I was an avid muscle tester. And I was a devotee of Dr. David Hawkins and his groundbreaking work that he laid out in his book called Power versus force, which was all about the calibrated levels of consciousness. So my abilities to muscle test was rapidly, rapidly accelerating. And it was it was sort of like it was feeding itself, right? As I was as I was testing more and, and trying to understand what was a high conscious thing and what was not a high conscious thing, my mind got quieter. And as my mind got quieter, I got I got more uh, accurate and more curious about what would cause, you know, what would create this enlightened state? It just accelerated. But the interesting thing was that I was still fascinated with these psychic abilities and these predictive abilities. And, um, you know, I was, I was testing, for example, to see what people's intentions were in a business deal to see if I could create some kind of strategic advantage. I was constantly measuring my own level of consciousness. I was measuring other people's level of consciousness. I was, I was sort of tuning in to other people on a regular basis using these abilities. Now, one of the things that I was doing is I was measuring my own level of consciousness on Dr. Hawkins' scale, and I was doing it all the time. And suddenly I got stuck 
and I wasn't progressing the way that I was progressing. I, I had, uh, using the rapid enlightenment process, I, I had literally figured out this combination of four things that when you use them, your consciousness goes up and up and up. Your bliss expands, expands, expands. You're, you know, more joy, more peace, more enlightenment, the whole thing. But I got stuck. I wasn't progressing like I was in the beginning. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, my, my mind was still profoundly quiet. I was in a state of ridiculous bliss. It was a pretty awesome place to be stuck, but I was stuck nonetheless. So I started to use my tools, my muscle testing specifically to diagnose like, what is this block? Why am I, why am I not progressing the way that I was before? You know, why am I continuing to sort of stay in this certain state of bliss, but not ascending to these higher and higher levels? And that's when I made the intuitive leap. Psychic abilities are a form of protection. And I was still protecting myself. I was using my intuition to discern if there was a cop in front of me coming down the road, right? Should I slow down? Should I speed up? That was a form of protection. I was using my muscle testing to determine if a person's intentions in a business deal were legitimate, were they integrous, were they sound, were they, was this, was this person on the up and up? And that was a form of protection. I was protecting myself. And it hit me at a much deeper level. I mean, what was the purpose in humanity? What what is the purpose of the, the anomaly of the psychic ability? Because it's just an anomaly, right? You, not everybody has it. And there's different variations on the theme, but these things come up over and over and over in humanity. What was the, what was the objective? And the objective is to gain an advantage. And boom, I mean, it like washed all over me. An advantage over what? If I'm infinite, if the source of life within me is the source of life for everyone and everything else, if we are all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety, if the spark of life within me is expressing itself over and over and over in different forms, then all is well. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to be gained. All is well. There is no advantage needed. And in that moment, I renounced my psychic abilities. I let them go and I, in favor of that I was devoted to thriving and that's really what enlightenment is as it is a is an, it's an extreme thriving state i was devoted to thriving and yet this seeing a psychic using my own psychic abilities using some sort of predictive method right that what what i was doing was i was aligning with a survival based idea survival so i was trying to use survival ideas to thrive and it was causing me to be stuck. So I stopped using muscle testing to gain an advantage. I stopped using my whatever these psychic abilities were that I have. And my level of consciousness soared. It just, it accelerated in a way you can't even imagine. I mean, the bliss and the joy that I felt before, I mean, that was child's play.
for what came next. Now, recently, Kristen and I were in India. We were there with one of our very good friends and we we're visiting another one of our good friends, his sister, and she happened to know the headmaster at the School of Vedic Astrology. And I had had my chart done many, many years back, and I found it to be very, very fascinating. And just on a whim, I just asked her, hey, could we get Kristen's chart done? And she said, no problem. And so we had it all, you know, we gave him the information, blah, 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 right? So we sat down with this very wise man who proceeded to give us a doomsday prediction and tell us that we had to, you know, change this and wear certain gems to counter the negative effects and all of this stuff. And, you know, like at, at this state of consciousness that Kristen and I are in, we, we were doing everything possible not to laugh. I mean, Kristen literally looked the guy right in the face and said, if those negative things happen, I welcome them. In fact, I will appreciate them the same way that I have appreciated all the negatives and all the volatility that I have overcome in this lifetime, I appreciate and enjoy the breakdowns because they are what has made me who I am. And I mean, this literally stopped the guy dead in his tracks and boom, the meeting was over. But, you know, Kristen and I still use Dr. Hawkins' scale of consciousness periodically to measure levels of consciousness when we get curious and whatnot. And, and we were just curious, like, what was the level of consciousness of that guy? And it turns out that guy was a very high-minded individual. And we felt that in his presence. But when we tested the level of consciousness of his message to us, the, essentially his interpretation of the Vedic astrology chart, his interpretation of the Vedic astrology chart calibrated in the level of survival consciousness, which is fine, except we're committed to thriving. So you can't, you can't take a survival message and use it to thrive. If you take in a survival message, then you will align yourself in a survival modality, methodology, thought process, ideology, and you will then go into a survival state. And when you're in a survival state, you will experience survival-based things. The drunk monkey is very powerful. It had convinced this very high-minded person who we had tremendous respect for that the world was dangerous and that life is short and that life is precious. And yet from an enlightened perspective, life isn't anything until you label it. You are infinite. And while life certainly could be thought of as precious, it's certainly not important. You're not important. I'm not important. The daily enlightenment is not important. Your life is not important. My life is not important. All of that importance is self-induced. It's all contextual. You can't thrive if you're following survival-based messages. Any message that tells you to protect yourself is a survival-based message. All is well, my friend. When you know that, when you know that all is well and you are connected to that state, your ability to solve problems with incredible creativity is magnified. When you engage the survival mind, your creativity is diminished. Your focus is narrowed. You're in a survival state. You're blinded to all the information that would be available to you if you were in a state of all is well to ascend into truly enlightened states. Consider giving up the desire to predict the negatives. Consider embracing 
everything that life has to offer and labeling things in a way that empowers you, that inspires you, that, it, that delights you. Literally, look those negative messages in the eyes. Like Kristen said, like, bring it on. If those things happen, I know that I will grow. I know that I will learn. And I know that, that I will become a greater version of myself because that is the journey that I am on. I am in a thriving state. Consider renouncing using your powers to create an advantage out of some fear that you might not get what is rightfully yours. I'm not saying don't use your power to create the things that I want. I'm saying don't use your power to mitigate your fears. Be wary of people who will tell you to protect yourself. You are almost never in a survival state, in an actual survival state. Use your discernment, right? Sometimes you might actually be in a dangerous state, but I promise you, if you're in a dangerous state, the drunk monkey, your physiology, it'll do its job. But the fact of the matter is, for someone like you, someone who's dedicated to living with a quiet mind, creating an epic life, I mean, you might be in an actual survival situation once or twice in your life, maybe, all is well, my friend. So I got a question for you. What prediction tools are you using to avoid negative futures? Would you be willing to run an experiment and let those negative future prediction tools go for 30 days and just for 30 days, trust that all is well, trust that you are capable, trust that the, the world that you are living in is a perfect world exactly as it is. Would you be willing to run an experiment? Leave me a comment below and tell me if you would be willing to take on that experiment. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And I'd like to make sure that you like this video because you watched it all the way through. Will you like this video, please? And then will you share this video with your friends and your family members, just the fellow spiritual hooligans that are out there in the world? And then please leave me a comment, okay? Because this is the stuff that tells YouTube that this is a video worth watching. And believe me, it is working. Thank you for all the likes. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the shares. It's really making a difference, okay? It's making a difference for me, but it's making a difference for a lot of other people. I'm finding all kinds of new people because you're liking and sharing and, and commenting, okay? We're finding each other. It's really, really cool. Now, I encourage you to subscribe to my channel and press the little bell button. That'll give you little notifications and it'll tell you anytime I make a new video. And then finally, consider joining us in our Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. There's a bunch of people like you and I, we're all communing together in that group. We would love to commune with you on these kinds of ideas. I'll put the link down below. Thank you again for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.